Hi everybody, my name is Natalie Yeadon. I'm one of the co-owners and managing directors with Impetus Digital. We have built some of the best-in-class asynchronous and synchronous virtual tools that is allowing our life science client partners to be able to collaborate with their customers, be it physicians, payers, patients, allied healthcare providers, to be able to gather insights about their brands, but more importantly, also to collaborate internally. Um, we're finding a lot of people are, are converting some of their in-person meetings, brand planning sessions, POA rollouts to sales forces, internal discussions across global affiliates, and more and more people are coming to the table of wanting to virtualize their meetings. So today I'm actually bringing in the Impetus product manager, Mark Corrigan. Hi, Mark. And no, Mark is actually going to be speaking with us today about some of the best practices that we have instituted at Impetus Digital with our clients who are going through this process of considering and executing the conversion of their in-person meetings into virtual ones. So Mark, why don't we actually just start from the top? You know, obviously the problem is, is that there's, for many people today, you know, based on the uh, various issues, either you're watching this during the pandemic or you're even watching this afterwards when this has become a bit more of a mainstay process because companies are finding that it's cost effective and time efficient is the problem is, is that there's a lot of no fly moratoriums, there's budget cuts, there's, you know, huge impact on the economy that people are now rallying about how they're finding more efficient ways to get together. So maybe one of the first things that we could talk about today is how we take a look at people's original agendas that were considered for real time, real conversations with people and how we get people to think a little differently when they're converting that into a synchronous virtual touch point. Sure. So that is definitely the first conversation we have is do we convert piece by piece what was in the original live meeting agenda um, for a virtual context, or do we adapt it so that uh, communication um, can flow more naturally and um, we can make sure that people are receiving the information they need and it's actionable. Um, so that's, that's the first conversation we have. And we, um, we go through step by step of the agenda to make sure clients um, are conveying information in the appropriate manner. So is it, is it appropriate to continue using didactic approaches for all of their presentations or should we maybe adapt some of them to, and no more breakout sessions or, pre-recorded sessions beforehand that people watch and then come prepared to um, the virtual uh, synchronous meeting. Um, so those are some of the approaches we take. Yeah, so Mark, that's actually a really great point. So I just wanted to sort of um, linger on that a little bit. So people have very heavy agendas. And when we know when we mm -hmm. meet in person, there's also a lot of time wastage that happens when people are walking in and out of a transitions room. Transitions. Yeah. yeah, transitions or where they're going to the bathroom or they're stopping off at the quote unquote, uh, you know, water fountain, which is usually the coffee. Um, and so we don't necessarily have that. So we need to be very cognizant of keeping people's attention for long periods of time. So when you actually just mentioned the idea about teasing out the didactic or the presentation stuff or the, the heavy data, um, we have an opportunity and maybe you can actually explain how we have used the asynchronous toolbox that we have with a myriad of tools to be able to carry some of that heavier stuff in an asynchronous touch point and then spending more of the time in the synchronous 
doing more of the workshops and discussions. So what have we, what have we done or what are we able to do in terms of bringing that as a pre-work um, assignment? Sure. So through through the Impetus Insight platform and our uh, myriad of processes and all the experience we have in delivering asynchronous touch points, we're we're finding it um, or finding clients are able to jump into these virtual synchronous meetings well prepared. So their their audience knows the data, they know um, what to expect, and and how we do this, uh, we work with clients to develop a, a thorough copy deck um, where they'll upload key resources to our portal and then we'll go through the project management process we'll we'll invite uh, attendees to um, to log in review a sequence of questions in, in a in a structured way so um a strategy to to how we build it out so there it's piece by piece and um, by asking them to review items and then perhaps challenging them with uh, questions. So, did you understand this part of it? If so, you know what were the key points. If not, what can we um, what can we improve upon in our presentation? And then we'll take we'll report this information to clients. They can use that to guide um, the finalizing of their of their presentations and and even maybe host uh, breakout sessions or one on ones with with key team members um, to, to improve knowledge transfer. I think that's actually a really great point. I think a couple of things that I really got from what you just said are really key. And that is people need some time to ruminate and process information, mm -hmm. especially if you're analytical in nature. Um, I don't know if you found that as well too, is sometimes when you get that little extra time and to see what your mm -hmm. peers are thinking, um, there's, a, there's probably some positive impact with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just the time to incubate and to um, consider how it affects uh, your job. So if you're a salesperson and you you're receiving a new you know, product monograph or, or um, a new uh, objection handler, it's it's maybe it might give you some anxiety if you're just seeing it for the first time uh, in a synchronous meeting. But getting access to some of the key information beforehand and being able to apply it to your context and to your, you know, flow, language flow, um, that can really go a long way in preparing people for um, for uh, role plays. And, and also giving people like a little bit of time as opposed to a single day or just thinking exactly. that or, or just accepting the fact that you sent it by email and people seem to, seem mm -hmm. to actually look at it. There's no way to measure that. Um, yeah. I think there's some other advantages in the fact that there's a lot of security in our platform, that it's white labeled, it's branded. You can do quizzes for the sales reps in advance. You can measure their level of comprehension, their level of participation. So there's some advantages of doing this besides sending email, which I find a lot of times goes into the black abyss. You really have no idea if people looked at it or not. So there's measurable metrics and people are interacting with sales reps, for example, or the MSLs or other field people that you have can bounce yeah. ideas off in the discussion forums and they can log in anytime they want over a two to three week period. So um, have yeah, you found it's that's not only really helpful? Yeah, it's not only that it's measurable, but it's um, it's highly encouraged, and we we follow up and follow up to make sure that information is conveyed. And you know, it's our mission to make sure everyone receives the information. So it's not just we're sending it out there and hoping it happens. Like we make sure it happens. Absolutely, we do the guarantee, I guess, of 90 to 100 percent completion. I think the thing that's really important, especially in this day of security concerns and 
we hear all kinds of things about all sorts of stuff, and we'll come back to that in a minute when we talk about the synchronous virtual. But one thing I think is really important is Impetus has been doing this for a certain period of time, and I'd like you to speak a little bit about our security measures at our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are kind of running to to the rescue and putting up a, a shingle that they do this, but we've been mm-hmm. doing this for 11 years. So tell us a little bit about the security behind and what we have built um, from a proprietary standpoint. Sure. So uh, as kind of the tech league at lead at Impetus, um, my um, my concept of security is both from technology and process. So it's it's not enough to have or to use the most secure technology available. That means nothing if you don't have the um, processes to go along with it internally. Um, so at Impetus, over our 11 plus year um, experience in the industry, we've not only assembled the the most secure cloud uh, cloud hosting tools and um, technologies, APIs, authentication systems, but we've also developed a robust set of um, protocols and security policies, uh, specifically for data handling and um, employee training and and regular upkeep of of um, you know, what's going on in the world and, and we need to adapt always. Um, so those two things, security and or, uh, technology and process um, uh, keep us, you know, I would like to say leading, uh, leading the pack in terms of um, uh, securing our client information and um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that sounds good, Mark. And so I think this is a really important differentiator, and I think for people to understand when they're kind of in a pun, in a in a pinch, um, being able to feel really secure about something that's passed a lot of global IT risk assessments, lots of protocols around data privacy. What's you know what what's that all about? Having protocols in place as well for things like adverse event monitoring and having this all built into the software. Um, sure, I think are really key. Yeah, and I meant to. Um, mention our specific adherence. So we have yeah, adherence to GDPR and PIPEDA, um, HIPAA compliance, and you know a slew of ISO certifications for all the, the cloud hosting um, technology we use. Yeah, and I think in this world, again, like where security and privacy is absolutely essential and top of mind, mm-hmm. I think that's a key important one. So we've talked a little bit about the asynchronous and giving the opportunity for, and now the conversation is really about internal meetings, sales reps, field people, MSLs, being able to play with the data, look at information prior to coming to the synchronous virtual. So as we're preparing for the synchronous virtuals, who are some of the people that Impetus liaises with and and what's our approach to that? Sure, so Impetus obviously works with the client leads who are um, organizing the meetings. We also work with any uh, third-party agencies, so maybe there's some assistance with uh, writing scripts or building presentations, some of the medical information. So we're, we're uh, really comfortable working with any, any type of agency, really. And um, some of the processes or um, tools we use in these uh, communications um, often we set up either a WhatsApp or an instant messaging group so that way, everyone just feels really connected in the moment when, when we're, uh, when the recording light goes on or when, when it's time to go live. Um, 
we we found that clients really appreciate this the the um, instant notification or the instant uh, uh, how do you say um, communication re receipt receipt okay. of an issue or um, of a request. Not, so it's not kind of lost in the email inbox, and you know, hopefully they get back to us in an hour. Like it's it's an instant read receipt that they they know it's acknowledged, and that we're we're working behind the scenes to to um, to address their needs. Yeah, and also this also seems to be what we've also done with liaising with people like AV companies. You were talking a little bit about creating this scene and trying to replicate right. the things that we do in an in-person meeting. So how do we actually foster that kind of relationship and communication with AV companies, for example? Sure, so same thing um, with the initial consult with our clients. We also have the initial consult with the agency. Do we want to completely recreate the live meeting setting or what can we use in our virtual kind of toolbox to, uh, to augment and to, to, at the end of the day, improve or uh, deliver effective uh, communication. Um, so I'll give you a, a really specific example of something we did recently. Uh, for, um, for an intro presentation, we wanted to, to give some pizzazz. And this was originally going to be done using a set and, um, you know, recording equipment and, uh, you know, nice backdrops, stuff like that. Um, with virtual meeting tools, we were able to change this so that um, presenters could use virtual backgrounds uh, with a consistent um, branding uh, related to their product launch. So just small changes like this, um, it you know, keeps, keeps, uh, keeps the agency you know, comfortable with transitioning to the technology and maybe opens their eyes to, you know, maybe we don't always need to do these, you know, robust, uh, spend all this money on the, on the pizzazz, we can recreate a lot of it virtually and still have a similar effect. Yeah, and Impetus can actually help with the creation of a lot of that backdrops and the creative, and um, it ends up being very, very efficacious without really necessarily the expense. So now we're actually in these meetings, and so one of the things I think that we're also drawing out here is something that might have actually originally been a six-hour meeting or a six-hour block. Mm -hmm. We can actually effectively diminish that into a three or four hour meeting or even less, depending on how much of the didactic and the presentation components we bring forward in the asynchronous virtual touch point. And so we actually also find that people's attention can be managed a lot better in that focus period of time. So when we're in, in those sessions, one of the other ways, I guess, that you can speak to, Mark, is is the quality and the things that we're doing in those. And they're probably much more discussion focused. And they're much more, um, you know, and so in those discussions, we actually ask people questions. So what are some of the tools that we use for like question asking and making it interactive? Sure. So the first and foremost would be um, the instant breakout room. So we leverage breakout rooms to instantly um, divide our full participant list into a series of different rooms uh, within a matter of seconds. So if you can imagine an in-person meeting, this would take, you know, 30 seconds to find your teammates, 30 seconds to calm down, 30 seconds to, you know, get your markers ready and, oh, we don't have markers, let's grab a marker <laughs> and like um, lots of back and forth there. So taking breakout sessions virtual um, really speeds things up. Other tools we use, um, polling. This allows us to get instantaneous uh, feedback 
Um, we can pull people on either medical information or we can just uh, insert some some fun activities. So, you know, where did you, what was your favorite vacation? What is your, um, what was your favorite childhood memory? You can um, address or we can uh, ask those sorts of things in polls. We can also use tools like uh, the built-in chat system. Kind of gives like a, uh, a virtual flow to, um, or a virtual discussion to, along with the meeting. And um, we also use game storming and, and whiteboarding tools. Um, so on screen, you can, you can have either a blank canvas or maybe something to annotate over top of. Uh, maybe it's a process diagram or um, some sort of messaging. Uh, this tool allows you to, to visualize ideas and then we can capture those and present them back, for example, after a breakout room to the main audience. Um, so yeah, all these, all these tools help us to, to so communicate information. What's really important here to convey as well too, Mark, is that, you know, impetus will actually orchestrate the whole thing. So not only the agenda sure. development, but it's almost like orchestrating the symphony. It's the timing. When's the polls happen? When does the slide show up that tells you that you're in the breakout? Then there's yeah. the little buttons that show up on your screen. You push out into, into the breakout. Um, there's a little button that reminds you, almost like in an in-person meeting that says you've got 10 minutes, you've got five minutes, and then the button that says coming back. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the dry runs that we do and how we facilitate that so everybody involved feels comfortable with that technology. Uh, sure. So. Uh, aside from the agenda that we build out with the client, we have a step-by-step -step, um, process map, if you will. Um, so not only is the, are the main sessions listed, but we have, uh, we've inserted, we need to discuss this uh, or insert this fun activity here uh, on top of um, a presentation. So we build that very granular agenda alongside the main presentation agenda uh, with the client. And then during a, a dry run, we go through step-by-step step all the key interactions. So um, making sure everyone is comfortable with the technology so that there's no question marks um, on the day of the meeting. Sometimes clients um, or laptops, uh, IT systems, uh, they cause firewall issues or maybe there's security settings that need to be adjusted. So we also address these during dry runs. Uh, and furthermore, we just make sure that everyone's comfortable with the flow and, and the transition between uh, sections. Um, we don't want a, present, a presenter to not know how to share the screen and to be able to pass it to the next presenter, that sort of thing. And also, you know, the usual thing that you would see in an in-person meeting, last minute slide changes and all those things get to practice on numerous times with dry runs. What about the people attending the meeting? We oftentimes hear about people concerned that people couldn't log in and they couldn't right. do this. How do we help manage that process? Our, yeah, our best practice is to actually have a technical run through right before the main presentation, the, the first presentation. Um, we find that it's beneficial to have everyone kind of play around with the technology in a, in a low stress environment. They're, they're not in the middle of an important presentation. That way the, uh, the transitions are, are super fast. Nice. And then the other question that I, I really wanted to get across was um, there has been, uh, you know, any of the issues of the participants coming in is all of that, uh, that technology is discussed way in advance. People log in and they practice so that 
you're not scrambling at the last minute, people fumbling with downloads or uploads or mm -hmm. anything else. So can you speak a little bit about how we facilitate that for the participants, especially since there's many of them? Yeah, so aside from the, the tech, uh, tech run through we do before the presentation, we also send materials in advance, primer documents on how to use the technology. And we also send um, information to clients that they can include in their internal calendar events that we encourage them to send out. So how to, how to log in, what to download, what time you should be joining the meeting beforehand, and other. So we do all of those project management reminders and all that, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So um, the other piece as well, too, is just having fun in the meeting. What are some of the best practices that we do just to keep people on it, you know, in attention and really plugged in? Sure. So I mentioned the polling and the chat systems earlier. Um, and then we've also just um, interspersed fun activities like, um, all right, take a minute, go do a couple push-ups or take a minute, go find a crazy shirt or a crazy hat in your closet and, and, and uh, present back to the group. And then the, the winner will, you know, get a, a gift card or something like that. Um, so those are, you know, this fun outside of the, the thinking of, 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 or the, uh, the data of the meeting. Um, we can also insert company specific um, fun activities. So, you know, what does a company X mean to you? What does brand X mean to you? What are you most excited for in the next quarter or the next year? Um, so those are, those are things. And uh, we also, at the end of the meeting, do things like post online evaluations. Tell us a little bit about how we can do that. Sure. So integrated within the Impetus Insight platform, we have a robust survey surveyor tool, the Insight Surveyor, and people can fill out um, their feedback on how the sessions went, you know, the use of the technology, whether it was comparable or better or worse than in-person uh, interactions, uh, improvements for the next time. And uh, they can also ask follow-up questions about the data. So maybe after everything was said and done, they just were uncertain about, you know, a certain uh, uh, piece of information in a presentation. So that can be um, disseminated to the client as well. Right. And also we have polling tools. Uh, we can do that on the spot right after the synchronous virtual as well. What has the feedback been so far with these conversion of in-person meetings for uh, internal meetings? What, what have we heard? Well, I've heard that they come in under budget. <laughs> they come in... Um, more engagement than they had expected. And the end users, so the participants who are logging into these meetings are kind of surprised that all of this can happen uh, and that uh, an in-person meeting can be converted so quickly and so almost flawlessly to a, to a virtual setting. I wonder, Mark, do you think people will ever turn back? <laughs> that's, that's the question of the day. Um, I think more meetings will become virtual. I'm not going to say all of them will because there's definitely a, something to say about face-to-face -face connection, but you know, we're face-to-face we're -face right now to an extent, and I think people will um, gradually become more comfortable with that. And, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future has in store. And I think with anything, there's always change management. I think change is difficult, it's arduous, and it sometimes time. it can be extremely painful. And I think we've heard a lot lately about things like you know, technology bombing and security issues. Tell us a little bit and just to reinforce what you've said earlier, I mean, some concerns people have about the security, especially around their synchronous virtual meetings. All right, so often it comes down to the use of the technology, the processes 
surrounding it. And I, from my perspective or from, from Impetus's experience over 11 years of managing these meetings, we have a robust set of processes um, to ensure that no unauthorized users are able to access either data or um, a meeting setting. So we implement things like uh, complete control over screen sharing and audio and uh, access to meeting links, um, password protection, all those sorts of things to ensure that data is protected and the integrity of the, of the platform is maintained. It's a beautiful thing. And so just want to reinforce again for anybody who's wondering, well, why would I want to use somebody to help me manage these meetings? I can do them myself. Anytime you've got breakout rooms, there's a certain level of complexity or a very large number of people attending, using an agency like, like an impetus, for example, will help to facilitate the process. So all you need to do is show up and relax and know that there's going to be a seamless experience. You're not going to run into a bunch of people not being able to log in and the whole thing ends up you know, disentangling for you. So um, again, Impetus is here with asynchronous and synchronous tools. If you're in a place where you're looking at converting, give us a call. Um, our links and all of our information to find us is, is linked below. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, thank you very much, Mark, for your insights. Sure. And uh, wishing you all a wonderful day.